Yo, Marcus. Yo. You ever done parkour at the dart store? No. Neither have I, but you know. You ever play pool high with the cool guys? Yes. Yeah, I mean, fair play, fair play. You ever done some modern art and then made an awkward fart? Probably. I can't specifically say to it when, like being high playing pool with the cool guys, but probably. Knowing you, I think it's it's a valid assumption that you've probably been involved in modern fart, modern art and making an awkward fart. But Marcus, you like movies? Yes, I do. I like movies too. This is Zebras in America, episode something. We, you know, we're... We oh yeah, it's take... been a minute. I don't know what, what, what number we're on, but yeah, you'll see I... it on the episode. Yeah, we'll figure it out, you know. Yeah. Um... Everybody that's that's reached out, thank you. Um, like, we're just, you know, until the world gets a little more normal, you, it's, we're just not going to do weekly all the time. We'll just, we, we can only do it when there's a vibe. Yeah, especially nowadays. I'm saying, like, you saying that and me just saying what I said hits me now because I'm recording from my future son's room. And that's kind of the realization was just like, ooh, recording might be a little tricky for a little bit then you know i get into a groove with him and then we'll be back in into our groove you know it's what happens people have kids all the time yeah um, i mean who, who, who do extracurricular things and they figure it out all of my friends who have kids do multiple things it's just you know for a little bit you got to get used to the new life and yeah yeah that's all we you know you got to learn how to walk and chew gum at the same time but while figuring that out that takes a minute and uh you know like we're we're too lazy to set up a Patreon, so I don't feel like I owe anybody anything. Um, right, because sure. we're we're literally losing money to make the podcast. So we not are. a lot, not a lot of money, but not zero. Um, yeah, sure. We have some emails. Oh, awesome! Oh, awesome! It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, this one person wrote us like three versions of the same email, so I'm just gonna read one of them. Um, because, like, you know, it's it's a bunch, you know, it's, I think I think they'll understand. Um, so this is from Jay Bishop. Mm-hmm. What's good, Zebras? I've been a listener for coming up two years. You quickly become my favorite film podcast and a breath of fresh air to a lot of these rigid academic ones. Thank you. Thanks. You recommended me some absolute gems. That I won't shut up about. Hourglass Sanatorium, Chameleon Street. Man, we gotta talk about Hourglass Sanatorium again sometime. Cause I, I yeah, just, we do. I rewatch, I rewatch it, and it just it just keeps. It's the gift that keeps on giving, you know. It is. But the biggest gift you've given me, besides real life insight and fruitful, nuanced mental health talk, is the filmography of Claire Denis. Nice. Marcus just smiled like a big ass Kool Aid smile somewhere in Queens. Since watching High Life, <laughs> she has quickly become one of my favorite filmmakers. So it was quite the letdown to hear the news of Rob Pattinson dropping out of the upcoming Stars at Noon. I really had the idea in my head of him being her new Vincent Gallo. I was excited for the new Batman movie from the trailers and still am curious to see it, but in the back of my mind, I feel like him dropping out is going to make me slightly bitter. Your thoughts? Am I being childish? Um, 
like I don't I don't know you, so I would never call you childish for like wanting something and being excited or disappoint about something. If you're excited about an actor being in a project and they leave, you're allowed to have feelings about it. Sure. Um, do I think it should affect your ability to enjoy the Batman? No, because I think because like they're they're like separate entities. Like Robert Pattinson's going to do his thing, and Claire Denis is going to be okay. She's gonna she's all right. You know, High Life gave her a little bit of a. It's funny to say that like she got over on that one because she's been making movies for forty years. Right. Uh, over forty years, I think. Um, something like that, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so like, but that movie gave her new appeal in places that she didn't have, I think. Um, at least definitely since, uh, what was the last big one? Dancing, last... dancing in the, <clears throat> dancing in the desert to, to club music. Oh, Bo oh, Travai. Uh, but I was, I was just going to mention that too. It's funny he says that because there's this thing and only a, a Claire Denis nerd like myself would realize this. It's like every 10 years... She has, she has this bookmark. She has like a thing that's like, oh, she she gets over every ten years, and then she reverts back, which I love. It's like eighty nine, her her debut. You have chocolate. Then you have and then you have white material. material. Then you have high life. Yeah, and they were all like kind of big. I'll just big for her. Let's not you know nitpick, but they were big for her. And then every movie in between those were either like culty things, art house things, artsy cult house things. Or even things that people like hadn't even seen. Weird documentaries. Weird fifty-minute-long. I don't know if that counts as a short or like a long short or whatever. But you know, um, so there's that. Also, speaking of Robert Pattinson, if there's one thing about Claire Denis, it's like she'll make a movie with someone, and they're, then they're part of her family forever. It's like they might not work again together for a while, but they always come back. It's like look at her boy Isaac de Boncoli, Her first two films. We're back to back, like within one year with him. Then they didn't work again. They they didn't work together for like twenty years, and then they did white material together, and they just picked it up right away. Same thing with Vincent Lindon. You know, he yeah. he starred in Friday Night, and then we didn't see him again for like eleven years, and then he came back and starred in Bastards. So it's it's just you know, Claire Denis obviously loves Robert Pattinson based on a lot of interviews they've done together and separate. Yeah. And she was saying she's like we have to work together again. So they so they and will. also and also Alec Descartes, Maddie Diop, Greg Ward, Garland, like they're she works with people. And yeah. yeah, I mean I think yeah, she's had big movies, but like White Material, <laughs> Beau Travai, Chocolat are popular in the metrics of I think independent movies, world cinema as people yes. would say. Yeah, you know, which is like a term that I'm not really that into, but I think it's it's a good shorthand or or schema. Like if you say world cinema, people have an idea of what you're saying. Sure. And and high life, I think, was a bigger beast. One because of the language, I'm sure, and two because of the people, and three, the standard deviation between people's responses. Because I know people that walked out of that movie, and then I know people that think it's like the greatest movie they ever seen. I. You know, it's not a movie that that people have. They're, they're, no one thinks that movie's a five out of ten. I think it's it's yeah. it's very much like a one or two out of ten or eight or nine out of ten to people. Right, right, and exactly. Yeah, a couple. Um, and what's funny? Well, I wouldn't say it's funny, but what's interesting is 
is I'll meet people that are like, I love Claire Denis, and then I'll talk to them, and they've only seen High Life. And I'm like, do you, do you love Claire Denis? But what's, <laughs> what, what's also interesting that I've noticed, because I'm really into TikTok, is there's, a sl- there's, there's quite a big film TikTok, and film TikTok is much lovelier than film Twitter, in my opinion. Oh, I've uh, that's cool. I guess that's good to know because I've experienced the opposite. Uh, but but that's good to know someone else had has a better experience than than I do. Well, because what I what I've known so in film Twitter, people are often like fair can be kind of snobby about their tastes, and mm-hmm. will be like academic about academic stuff. Even though you and I have academic lenses, sometimes I'm not saying yeah. academic is bad. No, no, no. You know, like I've I've referenced Audre Lorde poems here and done like tried to find academic papers about Moscow Zero. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm sure. just saying that I'm not always that way. Where TikTok, you'll encounter like someone getting their doctorate at Yale talking about Fast and the Furious or the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants or. It's ah, not gotcha. just yeah. There's like the 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 token person that loves Wes Anderson, but and and the Safety brothers. Oh my God! But a lot of it is is our pop culture things, or not what you'd expect, and that's that can be refreshing. I've I, I think I have one more email. All right. Well, before you get to that email, send me more links because I'd like to see them because so many. Of the movie TikTok stuff I come across, it's just like people who just make up stuff to be upset at. It's like if you see men dressed as Travis Bickle for Hollywood for Halloween, that's a red flag. And it's like never in life has anyone seen that. Even if the that's couple of true. times I'm sure I've seen uh, that. what I you, what I'm saying is sure, but enough to make a TikTok about it and it's a red flag. Like stop. You're just trying to like you know we get it, Gloria Steinem. Okay, goddamn. But anyway, uh, I think I I mean I. I really am annoyed with that response, but I don't. Really, I don't want to get into a, to an argument with you on 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 record. But like, I think I think you're better than that lazy response. And like, yeah, there are a lot of there is. So it's a t- two for one. I'm not a fan of either people. I was just insulting, so I'm I'm kind of proud of myself. So just yeah, it real. I I still I still think you're you're better than that. But hmm. there are TikToks, there, so there are tropes or like popular viral things on TikTok. So yeah, there is a popular thing right now about red flags, green flags, and yellow flags, about movies and music and, and books anime. and anything. And it's sure. getting to the point where it's just like Can I anything finish? is a, no, I, well, I had to, no, I got to jump in real quick. It's just, it's like anything has become a red flag now. Anything by a man is bad. Anything, it's like we're getting, but and the problem is we're getting to the point now where we're canceling things for this stupid isn't, reasons. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, th- you're, you don't know what I'm saying. You don't know what I'm going to. Finish I wasn't with. addressing you. No, I'm still addressing the. Pe- I'm not addressing you. I'm addressing the people that we're we're talking about on TikTok who do these trends. I wasn't saying you. You just just because, you know, just because like like sometimes. People's issues with mainstream ideas or the patriarchy or whatever feels like it's a lot. 
that doesn't mean there still aren't systemic disadvantages. And like, if you're, I might be afraid of someone whose favorite movie is Taxi Driver right now. I might be that. That is a weird. That is a weird thing. Or or people that don't think of Fight Club as a satire. People that take that movie seriously. That might be a little weird. That I might feel a little way about it. You know, sure. I, 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 I still yeah. believe that there are systemic inequalities in life, and and most of the TikToks I encounter are are from a leftist perspective, but aren't yeah. necessarily like saying anything bad about people. They're mostly but, sh- they're mostly shitting on other things. Sure, but my but then and I'll be quick too. But my issue though too, it's like it, but I'm not well. Taxi Driver is one of my favorite movies, but I also have nuance, and I understand you're not supposed to root for Travis, and I understand that there are people who love Fight Club or Clockwork Orange for the absolute wrong reasons. But like you're saying, these same leftist people are the same folks that when it comes to like you know, they have the nerve to always say nepotism is bad and and being in the right is bad but then it's like oh but i love sofia coppola but then it's like and, but they all but, but no, no hold on I'm not, but then they're making the, the, really no. sweeping generalizations no i'm making literal general the I'm, I'm quoting literal people who made the videos that i'm criticizing and have made these comments about sofia coppola i'm, I'm it's literally the opposite opposite of a sweeping generalization I'm being like factual, like specifically, this person made this video, then they made this statement, made this statement, made that statement. I'm not even, I, I swear, I, I wouldn't put that on general anything. And that's, and that's why I'm getting so annoyed because that it's not, I'm not just making stuff up to get mad at because that's the stuff that I get upset at when people make up stuff to get mad at. But it's just, I just always find it funny where it's just like, oh, if dudes have this on their bookshelf or movie shelf, look out. But then they're like, you know. Right, love, but you're but hold on, hold on, hold on. But it's like, but they love Sofia saying, Coppola. Wait, saying, this is an important wait. But then they love Sofia Coppola. But whenever it comes to like, yeah, you move the black slave characters from your movie to make racist white women not seem racist. And whenever that comes up, it's like, yeah, but it's it's specific people who do this, and that's what pisses me off. And that's kind of why I made the Gloria Steinem comment because it's like a major component of, hey, black women, you don't need men. You don't need men, but at the same time, she got a man, and those people got men, but then they told black women to not do what they're doing. It's little things like that that piss me off. I don't, that's think why I, it, I don't really think it's... I, I One, you're going into territory that is loaded. I two, know. Two, I am not going to critique second-wave feminism. I'm sure. just... I'm not... That I just don't feel equipped to go there. No I I think the generalizations you're making are are generalizations. Yes, they are. Maybe no, you saw not. a TikTok. It's you not are uh, making that's the you, problem. It's not a. Uh, okay, you're saying ten, many people. Not, yes. You're saying many people. That's a generalization. That's not fine. fine. How it's every a safe single. I I don't think so. I think I think it's. I understand your frustration. I know that there's a lot of virtue signaling and optics and navel gazing in some left spaces. And I don't even like yeah. saying left. I'll say liberal uh, slash progressive right, 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 because because sure. the my leftism and someone else and someone's progressivism 
don't probably don't look a lot alike. That's true. You know, so when I, I, I will, say okay, when no, I say sorry. left, I'm my leftism comes from a I I would say you know non-Marxist socialist anarchist tradition from like a Fanon lens or a CLR Jamesian lens right, or look sure. or like coming from a leftist tradition and not this not even close to the same as the Democratic Party, right? I, I, and, I completely agree. Right. So when I say when I say like I'm coming from a social justice lens, I'm saying like yes, getting rid of racist statues is great. However, I I much prefer I, I I'm fighting for free health care and for for to change the law system to make it more equitable for populations. And this isn't me like virtue signaling because I don't I don't think I'm that remarkable or that special. I just have strong feelings and I'm not saying that your experience of seeing people on TikTok criticize Martin Scorsese or uh, other Coppolas and then not criticize Sofia Coppola or turn a blind eye. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. And I'm not right. saying that you haven't experienced it. I'm not right. saying there are people that pick and choose which which populations they ride for and which populations they don't. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that none of that is. I'm saying that that doesn't mean there isn't, there isn't a different experience for people of different population groups in film and stuff like that. Oh, I wouldn't say... I'll keep it... I'll put it to you like this, and if, if you want to move on... Because I'll, I'll just keep it on movies. The same... Then by those... The same generalizations about the taxi driver people and the fight club people apply to the opposite side of the bench as well, but I just see that that doesn't happen as much. But then when you do a little bit more digging on, on a lot of specific so, people... It's just as prop. There's just. I guess what I'm trying to say. What is do you if, mean by oh, the oh, other oh. side? I'm asking. I'm asking you oh. to clarify what you mean by the other side. Like the people. Typically, people who have like what we were saying before. Like, you know, watch out for people who like Travis Bickle and Taxi Driver, or like for the wrong reasons. Watch out for people that like praise uh-huh. Fight Club, right? At the same time, I'm. Well, it's not about I'm willing to bet. I know that I'm right, even if I I, I don't have every example in the world. The same specific people or the same general people who make those generalizations are the same folks that I find that have no problem when racist elements are removed from characters to make them better people. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, the Travis Bickle, Brad Pitt and Fight Club people suck and are problematic too, but a lot of times the folks who criticize that side of things have their own issues too, but you can't tell them that. You know what I mean? Like, but, but that gets downplayed. It's so easy to be like, Oh, white male guy likes the white male dude, and sure, that's problematic, but when it's like, yeah, the privileged white directors who sweep racism under the rug or act like it doesn't happen and you don't have a problem with that, that's just as... But you act like you fight for racism at the same time, that's a problem also. Right. Is is essentially what I'm getting at. my, My dialectic argues that both can be true at the same time. Like... Of course they I've can. I've read I I you're smart enough and I'm smart enough and we're we work hard enough to be decent human beings that when 
If someone says, men are trash, we know that they're not talking about us. Of course not. Because I, just as we know that when someone says black lives matter, that isn't saying that other lives don't. It's just something, and I'm not comparing black lives matter to men are trash. They're not, they're not um, equivalent. They're not equivalent statements. No, you're right. Yeah. They're not equivalent statements. They're different statements. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Marcus, quit while you're ahead. Anyways, I'm just saying. What? Here's the, that, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sometimes yeah. shit is true. Like I've I have read Infinite Jest. I think it's a very good book. The reason why people are like, watch out for dudes that read Infinite Jest is because it is like a schema or a shorthand. And I've seen in my life a lot of dudes that have read Infinite Jest got a weird thing from it or act in a certain way or are going to tell you all about it and 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 mansplain, white splain, any type of splain. And sure. I have to jump in, but the same people who are anti-conservative, anti-right who have issues with those movies that I've already been saying are the same types of people when in my experience and other people's experience when you say, "Hey, these directors do things that are racist, and they're just like, well, let me explain to you why it's not racist. Same thing applies, and what I'm getting at is the examples that you are given are highlighted so much more than the ones that I'm saying. Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, every, nothing you're saying is incorrect. What I'm saying is the, the examples that, that you're given are high. It's, it's way more okay to criticize the Infinite Jest guy or the Catcher in the Rye guy or the Pulp Fiction guy, but the, like... Sofia Coppola is not racist, or Quentin Tarantino's fine. Like those same are the same people who would say Black Lives Matter and would who bla- and and would black explain shit to me. That's right. what I'm getting at, and and it's not highlighted enough. Not that I'm saying it needs to be, but because you it's like you and I like, do highlight that we talk about too, all the time that people need to keep that same energy. That what's good for the goose has to be good for the gander. Problem I'm, is that ener- energy will never be kept. We're just too, and that's what I'm getting. Even if we do it, that energy won't be kept. That, that's right, but we're two thing. guys that are trying to break the status quo. To like, like the fact that you and I are, you know, a black guy and a Jewish guy, like with largely left views. That, like, we we don't really talk about it, but it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and. I, I like. I hope that I walk the walk and talk the talk. So same. we keep we keep the same energy. Like I I understand what you're saying. Yes, people definitely talk a lot of smack about certain directors, and then shut the fuck up about other directors. Or move De- the goalpost and do all this stuff. Yes, and, there's and lots of like... goalposting, a lot of cognitive dissonance. But I I don't. I'm not with that shit. Yeah. Like I don't like. When when right wingers are saying freedom of speech, but let's not talk about slavery, uh, right, CRT, sure. like I'm not with that. But sure. at the same token, when when people when progressives are like let's ban people or like censor people, I'm not with that either because that's I don't, ultimately my issue. But but that's what I'm getting at. Right, like certain I hear people, you. Yeah. I hear yeah. you. I'm just trying to unpack it because. Oh. Yeah. Because one, I think it makes for interesting dialogue. It shows that you and I can disagree about something and turn into a greater conversation. And because I just thought that your that your missive about Gloria Steinem was was 
lacked weight. And I thought it was, mm. I would, ra- when you say something like that, instead of being like, we got to erase that, I'd rather talk about it. You know, you I'll know talk. Oh, we're not going to do it obviously here, but I'm not trying. I'll, I'll talk about her or whatever as much as possible. We could do it off record or whatever. Just no, for I, anyone I, listening, I'll I talk about it forever. Like my dismiss, I, my, my, my quick dismissal over though is based on lots of reading and, and understanding. Like that's all. I, I'm yeah, saying. I know, but I'm just saying like it's. You might be coming from a place of intelligence or education, but for a lot of people, being like, shut up, Gloria Steinem, that has weight to it. That has attachment to it. That has sure. that has patriarchal tendencies attached to that. And yes, I understand that two, two cis-hetero dudes talking about what is or what isn't the patriarchy is both interesting and I, and I would argue... I think helps because who? How are we going to dismantle? Um, how are we going to dismantle the the problematic parts of what we call masculinity without talking about it? Understood. And dudes who look like me specifically were affected by the things that that person pushed. So there's also that most definitely. Too. I'm just so saying that, using that as a shorthand. <laughs> you can dislike Gloria Steinem and also acknowledge that calling someone who has certain views about film Gloria Steinem is is lazy. I just think it's lazy. I'm j- sure j- and just like their weird criticisms and goalpost moving is lazy also. So I'm just I'm being I, on that level. I yeah. And I, I and, and let me tell I have no problem with being lazy when I'm dealing with lazy people. Yeah, see I see I I disagree and I believe I I I don't completely agree with when they go low you go high. That's bullshit. Sure. Uh, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. But I just think one, there's there's more clever ways to go low, and I'm not saying that you don't go high sometimes. I just think the whole the whole notion, which I talk about a lot, the whole argument like, oh, you got to be the better person. Like often, being the better person makes you feel bitter. It doesn't all. It's not always the yeah. way that it goes. Yeah. And one thing I want to point out is like, yeah, I've been told I'm a hater so many times. Because of my, in my opinion, valid, well thought out, uh, I could do bullet point based problems with what I find to be racial fetishization and and just like fetishization of oppression by Quentin Tarantino, right? Yeah, yeah. Because 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 everyone, no, most people at this point will admit that a lot of parts of Pulp Fiction haven't aged well. But if you try to say <laughs> that. That they haven't. No, a lot of tell me they didn't age then, but I agree. (laughs) I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, yes, I agree. A lot of stuff, but there are progressives that would say we should not watch that movie. We should burn that movie. And there's right wing people that are saying we should burn that movie. That's true. And and if you think that we should burn art, I don't care who is on your screensaver on your computer. That's whack. I think Man, we've, we've come full circle because I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I just think now more. I remember. I just remember as a kid, and I and I, I'm definitely admitting this being a generalization. But the generalization was the censorship of art and the removal of art always kind of came from the political right, generally speaking. But except now it seems tip, like except no, like, that's not completely true because Tipper. I know Gore, it's not completely true. Tipper but, Gore started the the parental <clears throat> advisory sticker. 
with and with with. But, uh, it wasn't just her though. It was conservative no. wives along with her. So sure, she started it, but she had the backing of a lot of conservative wives as well. So they were like the backing force. Ironically, they were the backing force behind it. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not about. Hey, just because someone has a book, like, we shouldn't censor them. And that's why, going back to the low thing, it's like, if you're someone who claims to be progressive or claims to be left, but you want to ban a book because a dude wrote it or a dude liked it, there's not, like, you can't go high from that point. Like, they're already, like, stunted. I I don't think every person that has a problem with Fight Club thinks that Fight Club shouldn't be seen. I don't think, I, I don't think most people that think that if you look up to uh what's his face from why am i why am i drawing a blank the main character from catcher in the rye oh uh uh holden caulfield yeah like i don't think anyone's actually saying we shouldn't read that book Uh, maybe there's a couple but i think i think they're louder and yeah i what i'm trying to say that i'm not there are a lot of problems i have with this country a ton of them and I think we have to change a lot. But one thing that's really special about it is the supposed freedom of speech. And the freedom of speech allows us to say almost anything. And that doesn't mean... There's not going to be consequences no, from, cons- other, from others. Correct, because if I, I have the right to say anything here. Now, if, if my employer finds this podcast and has an issue with it, that's not freedom of speech. That yeah. if they decide to get rid of me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think you do. But so I'm, I think it's very important, you know, two of my strongest things, which are often not always in alignment with my other leftist views, is very free speech and and the abolition of drug laws those are i feel incredibly strongly about that and not all not people people aren't always with that on the left yeah and uh what's funny is i don't think we're going to be able to get to the original topic of this episode today which which is fine um i mean we could i mean i I only have so much to say about it i just yeah but I I, i like this vibe that we're having right now so and I could I could talk longer about it. Uh, sure. Well, sure. Uh, also we have another we have another email to get. I just like that. <clears throat> I like. Okay, yeah. And I guess this is like a touch base episode. Like, hey guys, we're here. Everything's we're fine. here. We still like uh, to talk. We like to talk. This is the closest thing uh, to a fight I think we've ever gotten to on air. Sure. If you want, I, I, okay. I'd say the closest thing. I didn't say that we're but even, fighting. No, but even that, like I've said, I feel like, no, I guess that wasn't as like heated before. So I guess you're right. Yeah, I was thinking about, I've made like Armand White comments before, but you weren't like, oh, you're better than that kind of thing. But it just kind of ended after that, whereas this kind of went on a little longer. So I guess you're right. Right. And people know the basic crux and conceit of our, of how we feel about Armand White and and like well yeah also the like when you if I make comments that you don't fuck with you say something about it if you say comments that I think you're better than or whatever 
we'll talk about it. I know, you know, like that's because that's what people should do. That's what friendship is. Friendship isn't fair weather. Friendship is like I got you on the day where you, where you, where you, you know, drank a glass of wine, and the day when you spilled a glass of wine. Like sure, you know, sure. And real friends, especially when we have somewhat of a forum, somewhat of a spoke, soapbox, people do listen to us, even if it's not a lot. Yeah. Us as men talking to each other, holding each other accountable, showing support, showing love, talking about vulnerabilities, celebrating, you know, since since we started this show, like, you've gotten married, you're about to have a kid, you know, God rest the dead, you, you lost your mom, like, I've yeah. moved, I've gone to school, I graduated two colleges, you've gotten different jobs, I've made two records, you're on one of them. You've made yep. a record. People like you know what I'm saying. So yep. people get to people get to see us as we learn and grow and talk, and and I think that's important. And I do strongly feel that it, that you should if you have some energy talking about the toxicity of Travis Bickle, but you're not talking about the toxicity of Minton Marimino, you have your blinders on. Yes. And I think what you're trying to say is keep that same energy. Absolutely. That's that that's all I'm trying to say. Uh yo, by the way, um yo. Did you did you see Pig? Yeah, oh my gosh. Damn. Yes, and I forgot, but not in a bad way. I liked it. I don't want to <laughs> That sounded bad. Yes, I saw it. I liked it. <clears throat> Especially I, for for yeah, but go ahead. Go ahead. It's just it's really interesting because uh you know, when someone was like, yo, they made this movie with Nicolas Cage called Pig where he's like, where it's like John Wick. And I'm like, have you seen this movie? It's the furthest, the only thing that's slightly John Wickish is, so this movie is about a truffle farmer in the Pacific Northwest who someone abducts his truffle pig and he sells truffles to all the restaurants. And then he goes to try to find his pig. Yeah. And goes through the underbelly of the cooking world. And the cooking world definitely has like a magical realism sort of vibe to it, a la John Wick. Yeah. But it's just like a sad movie about loss. That is why I ended up liking it more. Because this is pre-watching the movie. And this I think this applies to most folks because this is what a lot of folks had to say about it. Was they really did low-key try to quietly market it as like... Nicholas Cage is John Wick, but with a pig and not a dog. So people went in expecting like Nicholas Cage to kick ass and be crazy, because that's his thing. Especially the crazy part. But Nicholas Cage has kicked ass in the past too, only to watch this movie and it's just like, oh, that's what this is. And it's like, but for me, that was a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Like the the fetishization, it, it kind of battles against the fetishization of Nicholas Cage in these last few years. It did the opposite. I think it it it, it took a major blow to the whole like. Any single little thing Nicolas Cage does, it's the craziest, funny, memeified thing. Where sometimes, like he's just being a, like a net, he's just being normal. He didn't do anything crazier. And to me, that's a big part of what Pig represented. But even outside of that whole like political statement I'm making, outside of all that stuff, it's a very good movie. So I'm just you know on on that little on that little rant there. 
Well, yeah, it's just like a movie, you know, so I don't think it's any coincidence. I don't know what's going on in Nicolas Cage's life or Nicolas Coppola's life to go full circle. I don't, I don't know what's going on in his life, <laughs> but I think it's right. pretty telling that his two best performances in probably since Bad Lieutenant New Orleans were, was uh, Mandy and Pig, mm -hmm. two movies yeah. about grief and loss. Now they're two oh, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. two very different performances, two yes. very different movies. They couldn't be more dissimilar, aside from Loss and Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. And there was also, uh, uh, what was the movie he did that I kind of pretended like I forgot about it? The the dude who directed uh, Dust Devil, Dirt Devil. Yeah, Richard Stan. Oh, yeah. huh. shouldn't say that's that. That's why. That's why I said. But, uh, that's why I Color said, Out of Space. Color Out of Space. Color Out of Space was excellent. We did an episode with with friend of the friend of the show Frank, who yeah. as recording of it's his birthday. Happy birthday, buddy! Even though when you listen to this, it will no longer be your birthday. But uh, I'm I'm grateful for your existence, and I I enjoy you, bro. I really oh, man, do. Happy birthday! We, yeah. Uh, knock on wood. We may end up working in the same building, which is kind of crazy. That that would be dope. Um, yeah. You know, we did an episode about Richard Stanley's movies before the terrible allegations about him came out and yeah and it certainly seems like it's it's not looking good for him with no. these allegations and and you know that that therein shows the dual not the duality but the complexity because when when someone comes out and makes these sort of allegations we're sort of just like I this doesn't look good, you know, and and I really do you know believe people's stories and try try to try to understand what's going on. Richard Stanley didn't look it it, it didn't look good. Uh the movies he made are good and we probably wouldn't do an episode we wouldn't do an episode about him now, I would say. No. But his performance in Color Out of Space was excellent. And I, I was like biting my tongue because it, I was also thinking about the movie Upstream Color by uh, another, guy. Another, another, another guy, guy who, who, who really didn't, didn't look good. It, it, no, it seems it like even more so because uh, what's, what's his name again? Shane C. Shane Carruth? Yeah, oh, I was just trying to say. No. Shane, to, whatever, Shane Carruth. Yeah. Shane oh. Carruth, last year, last summer, you know, he made two incredibly beloved movies, uh, Primer and Upstream Color. Primer is good. Upstream Color is incredible. Yeah, and is. And he did the music for them. And he was showing off a vinyl of, of his album on Twitter. And in the background, whether it was on purpose or not, I don't know was this restraining order against his ex-girlfriend and it was like a restraining order for violence and yeah. and it was like a day before you know her movie was right was, i was gonna was jump in to and say out. yeah it was when they were it was a few days before they were no no no. you're right it was a full day it was like a day before a day before her amy movie simitz, you're right you're right yeah, amy, amy simitz excellent she dies tomorrow she was once dating Shane Carruth, yep. and 
he just outed himself as a an abuser and uh I think we have to say allegedly for for law reasons uh but yeah. again it it didn't look good and which is which is all to say that that's also a movie about loss one why is it that why is it that you and I are so attached to loss it's a rhetorical question I'd say yeah uh, and why is Nicolas Cage so good at presenting it, especially in his later years when, yes, he's, he's mostly become a caricature of himself. You never know these days when a picture of Nicolas Cage is from a movie or his real life. Sure, yeah. He, you know he'd what's... Be, <clears throat> he'd be going all... buck wild sometimes. But you know it's also a little, like... <laughs> I don't know if heartbreaking or just... It, it almost like, oh, like it makes me do that when, like, years ago... It was like just... It was around the time Mandy came out. He had clearly done a series of interviews, and then he got to this one interview where he got to the point where, like he. I mean, and this happens when you're when you're that big of a celebrity. You're so far removed from a lot of things that you don't know. But like Nicolas Cage had no idea of the level that he was like memified. Essentially, he really mm-hmm. didn't know. And then throughout Mandy and the promotion for Mandy, he started to piece everything together. And then he started to get a little annoyed and a little ticked off. And he's just like, I take these performances seriously. That This is just how I approach stuff. But it's like, I'm not a joke. Like, he said that in so many words. And I felt kind of bad for him because it's like, don't get me wrong. He plays into it. But n- n- before, before the Mandy rollout, you would think he did it on purpose. But it's just kind of like when he plays into certain things, it's totally gent. Like, he doesn't mean to, to, like, cash in on his weirdness. You know what I'm saying? And that made me kind of almost like appreciate him more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we can't control how people interact with our text. But, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, we're, I guess we'll, we'll read this one and, and we'll have to give our thoughts about the Suicide Squad another day. Yeah. But Mickey Marquise says, a lot of discussion worth movies out there. I saw a plethora of movies recently, man, and would love to hear y'all talk on the podcast about this topic. What makes a good ending? A lot of directors' movies have lazy endings nowadays, or twists just to do twists. Yeah, I mean, I, I would argue, I would argue that lazy endings have have been around since since movies, and and yeah, I do agree that that a lot of people do twists for twists' sakes. And, for example, it gives Black Bear, The Little Things, Hunters, Fractured, Vanished, uh, The Invitation, The Lie. The latter two, I had no critique on ending. The former's had so much potential to drive story home with just a tad bit more effort. And now everyone is doing the whole, it was just a dream hole movie, which is super lazy. Like, disrespectful mm-hmm. to audience at this point. So, so I, I, think, I think what our friend is asking is is what makes a good ending. And my, my, my reflexive answer is, I have no idea. It's much harder to make a good ending than it is to, to not. And, you know, at the end of a movie, if you're... I don't know. Because all the movies that I'm thinking of right now that have good endings are so different. Yeah, you're right. It, I was gonna say it really depends on the movie, you know. 
you know, not not every, you know, when you think of like a great ending of classic cinema, you think of like uh, Casablanca or Rosemary's Baby or or Taxi Driver. Those are all three different movies with different endings. Or when I when I think about To Sleep with Anger also has a great great ending, you know, and Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes you can just do what what, you know, more independent movies do is just like end at some end like not necessarily at the end. Which sometimes like like sometimes Claire Denis movies end before the story's over. Or way that's after true. the story's over. So I think I think it's just about uh, does it like a good ending or an ending or a strong ending makes you still feel it, you know? Yeah, yes. You know, I because I I've guess seen, that I, yeah, I guess that'd be a good for not not necessarily what we determine as a good ending, but like like you know three each of us like good endings that we really love. And like why it's so good and how it pertains to the movie, because like I guess you know, there's like a nice handful of good of good endings that are all so very different, because um, it all, you know, and like you were kind of alluding to it. Some movies have an ending, but they don't end, or some right. movies end at the, at the very beginning, or they end in the middle, but we don't realize it to the end. Like there's all like there's tricky ways to kind of deal with this. I like it, but you know. Yeah, and then there's the postmodern lens, which, you know, mostly popularized by by Pulp Fiction, but Pulp Fiction is hardly the first movie to mess around with chronology. No, yeah. So there's, it's a postmodernist device to play around with, uh, to play around with ending. And, and before you, if, if anyone listening to this show thinks there's something wrong with the word postmodern or something or like has understood the meaning of postmodern from from listening to Jordan Peterson I'm I'm not going to I don't really want rap, you know lots of angry people getting getting at me in my private life over about Jordan Peterson but I will say that his understanding and critique of postmodernism is objectively false mm. <clears throat> Uh, a lot of a lot of his understandings of leftism and and postmodernism, I just I just completely disagree with. And oh man, I'll I'll leave I'll I'll leave you on that one. No, I, I'm I'm I I I agree, but I don't want this to go another forty seven minutes. Yeah, and I also just like. But you're right. And I don't want to have to like argue. I arguing with people on the internet is is like my least favorite thing to do, and. Uh, I just want to remind people that I that we actually don't owe you anything. Like I don't, you know, like you don't, you don't. Like let's say you disagree with a view, and you send me a letter or send me an email or something. I actually don't have to answer you. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't actually have to explain anything. Anything that I do do, do do. Anything that I do do huh. is. Is me inviting you into my life, and you are not entitled to that if I don't feel like it. Yeah. Real talk. All right. Speaking of endings, I think this is where we, where we end. Well, I was sitting in the Queen's house of detention, smoking a loose cigarette and talking to some Mexicans. 
And uh, what's that you see? What was I doing in the Queen's House of Detention? Well, I used to get drunk and then I get mean. Carry blunt objects around with me in. I was out of my mind. I ruined a lot of good people's real good times. I'd drink what I could to get out of my skin. I'd hit on a her, I'd beat up a him. Now I know it was all out of fright. Believe it or not, I just wanted to be like. It's a funny way to go about it. The drugs and the beer, they'd muzzle the fear. They numb that thing between my ears. I'd put on a front like I was real bad. My self-worth was something I ain't had. Well, if you stay alive long enough in life, and you're lucky enough to get some good advice, well, let's say I put down the drugs, stay away from the beers. And I'm learning to use this thing between my ears. It's taken me a really long time to learn. But no more running wild, not giving a darn. No more bullpen, no more steel benches. No more public defendants and bologna sandwiches. Now if you get the urge to be a big man, it could be cool to spend some time in the can. Remember, that's not a life you can do halfway. At least that's what I heard somebody say, and they're right. So, anyways, I was sitting there. Ah, it don't matter, they don't care. Besides, them days, they don't deserve no glory. The world don't need one more war story.